get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we do head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and Jeremy Rutherford, our friend and blues insider from The Athletic, is on 101 ESPN. You should subscribe to The Athletic. It has all kinds of great news and they break tons of stories. And you'll find a lot of great information from JR. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. My name is Sean. So uh, I, I'm thinking that Jake Neighbors is just going to be, A, a great media guy. <laughs> and for his segment on 101 ESPN, it's going to be called Howdy Neighbors. <laughs> Are you guys having trouble with it too? As soon as they announced the pick, uh, you know, I wanted to type uh, Jim Neighbors into my <laughs> yeah, right. computer, and uh, and all night as I wrote my story, I was just sitting there going, "Well, golly!" <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. segment too could be sponsored by State Farm. Oh, that'd be great, <laughs> right. Jake from State Farm. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think of the kid? Well, you know, watching a few highlights last night and uh, reading some of what our uh, scouting experts uh scott wheeler Corey pronman wrote at the athletic uh, good player uh you know he's got a good shot uh he's got some good work ethic uh, maybe doesn't skate as well uh, maybe that needs some improvement uh, but they like the pick they like the player uh but felt uh, scott wheeler wrote that uh, there were some more skilled players available there at the number 26 pick but you know, the Blues paid attention to him the past couple of years as an underage, and then last year with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings in the Western Hockey League. Doug uh, Armstrong, the Blues general manager, spoke with some people up there, and, and they just really liked the character. And so does he project to a top six? Maybe not, but uh, as Scott Wheeler wrote, could be a fan favorite on that third line. Well, I think he's already trending that way, JR. When you heard his interviews after he was selected and he mentioned how the guy that he looks up to and emulates is Matthew Kachuk because of his young leadership and he tries to apply those things to his game. So he's already earning points here in St. Louis. You know what I was thinking, Michelle, is uh, let's say just for you know conversation's sake that he doesn't model his game after Matthew Chuck. You just If you do your homework, that's what you say when you go on the call with <laughs> yes. St. Louis and talk to him, right? I just like to be like, Matthew Kachuk, okay, ding, ding, you know, fan right. favorite. And, and so, uh, no, we'll see. Uh, I, you know, just other than some highlights, I haven't seen him play in any games or anything like that to say that, uh, you know, he's comparable in terms of his uh, attributes to uh, Matthew Kachuk. But, wow, uh, if that is the case and he likes to, to be physical and he likes to get into uh, things and, and also has some skill, that would be something. And in two or three years when he comes up, he'll get a big kick out of being teammates with Matthew Kachuk here in St. Louis. <laughs> I've heard you beating that drum here lately, and uh, I actually saw Matthew the other day. and get, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it, but I'm sure he hears that a lot. All right. Obviously, the big blues story is Petro, and everything that I read is that there's really nothing new to report on Petro, aside from the fact that no trades were made last night so the teams could open up cap room. Yeah, no trades. Doug Armstrong said last night uh, during the conference call that uh, there was some chatter 
but uh, there's just uh, some uncertainty. They know that the cap's going to be 81.5 for the next two, three. Doug even said four or five years. Uh, but uh, not knowing when they're going to come back and, and how things are going to look and, and such. Uh, Doug said just that uncertainty kind of uh, killed some of those trade talks. And then in terms of uh, Alex Petranslo, you know, just trying to monitor that that uh, situation as much as I can, uh, I am not aware of any progress at this moment. And so um, are the Blues going to circle back with Alex Petrangelo prior to the start of free agency on Friday? I think that's the expectation. I don't know that that's guaranteed, though. I know in speaking to, to people around the situation, they didn't know either. So I think right now uh, you're getting into the final 36, 48 hours, and everybody's wondering, will the Blues circle back? Because at this point, I think the ball is in their court. I think that uh, Alex Petrangelo's side has made it known kind of where they stand. Of course, the Blues have made it known where they stand. Uh, but when you get into uh, the nitty-gritty on the clock here, um, you know, somebody – needs to pick up the phone if this is going to come together. And I think uh, in this situation, Alex Petrangelo and his camp are waiting for the Blues to do so. JR, with the cap being flat for the next, let's say, two or three years, maybe three or four, and with the fact that you already have the O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Shen, and Falk contracts, and you know, next year you know you have Schwartz and Biddington coming up, and not far behind them are Pareko and Robert Thomas. Would it be responsible for the Blues to maintain depth to give a guy $9 million a year, any player $9 million a year? Well, it's a great way to frame it. I think the situation is you know that if you sign Alex Petranslo to, let's say, $8, $8 million AAV, and it's a long-term deal, obviously, um, that somebody's not coming back. And is that going to be a Jaden Schwartz a year away from now? Is it going to be a situation where you can't pay Colton Pareko uh, in a couple years? Uh, you just don't know. But you know it's going to be somebody. But I, I think you have to – that's what Doug's been good at, and, and I think that's why the Blues have good, been good for so long, is he's able to manage the here and now and also manage two, three, four years down the road. But listen – no general manager has had a situation where they've had to look at the next two, three years with a, a flat cap. It's just a, you know an unforeseen situation. So it is a tough call. You know, I know there's a lot of people, including myself, that say without Alex Petrangelo, the window sort of closes a little bit. But you know, these same people, again, including myself, in a couple of years could be saying, "How do you not have the money to sign Colton Pareko? This guy's a great young player." So. You do have to be careful. That's why I think the Blues had drawn that line in the sand in terms of what they wanted to pay uh, Alex. But uh, you just got to be careful because it's going to come at the cost of somebody in a couple years. JR, the Blues finished, uh, let me get the math here right, they finished 27 points ahead of ninth place Minnesota at the end of the regular season. Is Alex Petrangelo a 27-point player like in the standings uh, so do the blues fall from 94 points to 76 in, in a regular season without a guy like petrangelo is he that important to this team i don't think you can look at it in terms of that and and i understand you know why you do because hey if you're still a playoff team without alex petrangelo then maybe that helps your decision i, I don't know that you can measure it like that or, or say that he is uh, i think that this Still could be a playoff team uh, without Alex Petrangelo. And hey, listen, we've seen this happen before, Randy and Michelle, where 
once a guy like, let's say, a Colton Pareko gets put into a spot to perform at that level, you know, he grabs it. Or, you know, a Justin Falk, all of a sudden you're down on him, and, and now he's got a top-four role that he can bite into, and he plays better. And maybe you don't miss Alex Petrangelo as much as you thought you would. But to me, it's a huge gamble when, again, you know you don't have Tarasenko coming back. You know that you have O'Reilly uh, in his prime basically right now and just a couple of three years left on, on that contract. You know, that core group is, is aging to their 30s, early 30s, and I think that Alex Petrangelo fits the description of the team that can win now. So, yeah, you plug him or you pull him out of the lineup, can they still be a playoff team? I think they can. I just don't give them as good of a chance to uh, to be that cup contending team that we've seen the past several years. Agreed there. Jer, we've seen Petro's name linked to several different teams. There's rumors floating around out there. But of the teams that have been mentioned, is there a likely team in your opinion that you really think, okay, this is the path I could see Petro taking. This is the team that could move the money around to make a play for him if he doesn't return to the Blues. Yeah, and everybody knows the teams. You're talking about uh, Vegas, Florida, uh, Toronto's in there. I've also heard uh, New Jersey be interested, but that's a rebuild, and I don't think Alex would be interested in that. You know, I don't get the impression that Alex Petrangelo wants to go to uh, Toronto. Uh, that That's his home. Uh, but but I think if you look at Vegas, I think, you know, that's a place that, uh, that he would definitely consider. And, and, and by um, the way, Vegas has... After signing Leonard, they have zero, zero dollars in cap space. So in addition to moving the Marc-Andre Fleury contract, they'd have to move another one, too. Yeah, for sure. But, but I think, you know, there's been some traction on Fleury. I know he said that he wanted to stay there, but there's, uh, it looks like there's been some talks with Minnesota. And they moved uh, Devin Dubnik, and perhaps is that to uh, create spot for, for uh, Fleury. We'll see. Uh, but they're in a situation, you're right, Randy, like the Blues, where if they're going to bring in Alex Petrangelo or, in the Blues case, uh, retain him, then they're going to have to clear some space, and, and that's not going to be uh, easy. So, But you, you have Vegas, and then the dark horse that I continue to hear uh, is Florida. Joel Quinville would love to have uh, Alex Petrangelo, like, uh, like a lot of coaches, uh, but I think that uh, they could potentially be a team that kind of surprises some people. And by the way, I'm bad at math. Uh, <laughs> so it, it was uh, it, the Blues would have to fall from 94 points to 79. So it would be like a 15-point drop, right? 79, 89. Yeah, so it would be like a 15-point drop off. But they would have to drop nine spots in the standings from first to ninth, which isn't unheard of. It is. It's happened before. I, my question is, and I, I don't know the answer. I know that Petrangelo well, I, is a great player. He's he, he manages the defense so well for the Blues, but I, I don't know if the other guys are capable of picking up enough slack to allow them to maintain being a playoff. Yeah, and I agree with you there. And let's not forget this is we don't know when the season's going to start again. I know they're saying January 1st, but we just don't know. And, you know, so you come back to training camp and let's say mid-December and, and you start the season, now all of a sudden you turn around and 27's not there and now you've got a new captain and you're trying to feel things out. I just think that it would be a, a, a huge eye-opening experience for a team that is has a good foundation and knows what it wants to accomplish and now it's all of a sudden trying to you know, find itself or look for its identity without Alex Petrangelo. It just seems like a bizarre time to lose a player like that. All right, JR, one more thing. The Blues have five point one million in cap space. If they're gonna get up to eight and a half, how are they going to achieve that? Who who do, it would be vulnerable if the Blues were to chop three and a half million dollars of money off of their cap? 
Yeah, so we've mentioned uh, Tyler Bozak being a possibility. You know, he wants to stay, but uh, at $5 million, if you can find somebody to replace him on that third line, that's a guy. Uh, the other one that I wouldn't rule out, I'm not saying this is, is going to happen, uh, but Marco Scandella, and I know they just signed him to the four-year contract, and, and perhaps uh, they'll keep him, but perhaps he could fa- fetch uh, some assets if they moved him. And they have Diko Mikola, Mikola and uh, Scott Pernovich there on that left side, both unproven. Obviously, Scandella's proven, uh, but there's just, you know, as we try to come up with uh, the math on, on how this could work, uh, just trying to float a few names out there. You're the best, JR. Thanks so much for the info. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. That is our friend Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. By the way, uh, Michelle has a book in her hand. I want to give you one more number. We talk about the eroding middle class of sports. The Blues only have one player making between 3 and $4 million in that range. Everybody else is either below 3 or above 4 and that guy is Marco Scandella. He makes 3.275, I believe. But nobody else is in that middle class of players. That's interesting. Marco yeah. Scandella, not a name I had thought of. No, but... me either. Huh. All right, we have a great giveaway. We've done this before as Michelle cleans out her office and moves into (laughs) the new office. What do you have today? Speaking of Jeremy Rutherford, we just obviously had him on the show. He has an outstanding, and I mean outstanding, book. It's called 100 Things Blues Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. And this is, Randy, the Stanley Cup edition. So this is the updated edition. I had it in my office, and we are going to give it away. All you have to do is head to my Instagram, at msmallman. We put a picture of it up in my stories and in the nine o'clock hour we're going to reveal the code word and be the first person to reply with the code word once we release it and you will be the proud owner of this great book that is pretty awesome pretty awesome so stick around we'll give you the code word during this nine o'clock hour but next up this day in cardinals postseason history on 101 espn